What's going on? Hey. <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome to Party in My Pants. I mean, Vanderpump Rules Party. Well, that's scary. <laughs> did not did not want to picture that. Well, uh, speaking of scary, can we talk about your photo that you posted that you said you were going to talk about? <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that was going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> Story time. <laughs> well, welcome everyone. I will talk about it. Um, okay. You want to kick off with that? Please. Okay. I'm, I got really concerned because I'm just trying to figure out how to say this the correct way, but I got... I've never had any kind of like weird thing happen to me um, mentally okay. <laughs> outside okay. of, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, do, do, what's going on? So, okay, here's what happened. Obviously been under a lot of stress lately. Um, you know, it's all, it's good stress. It's well, it's stress as we all have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but one night, so there was a particular thing that happened. Okay. We'll get into the details. So this person was talk- talking about me and like kind of twisting like reality and facts that happened. Okay. And I was like, wait, that's not what happened. That's that's not it at all. And like I have receipts as I always do. You know, I have emails and texts and oh, I have receipts. I'm like well, you know, and so then our mutual friend in the per- in in the mix, um, they resolved. Oh no, I cleared it up. It doesn't matter. And I was kind of left like, well, it does matter because if someone twisted what I said or took it out of context or read into something that was not said, that's kind of like tarnishing your name or your reputation. And if you don't have a chance to defend yourself, someone else is speaking on your behalf right yes it's not like it's not cool so I kind of said that I was like well that's not actually what happened though at all and I have receipts to prove it and they were like well no but it doesn't matter it's all it's all resolved it's it's no big deal I'm like but it still kind of bothers me because they said this which wasn't true and you know I did you know that was going to make my career you know how I like no facts are facts evidence is evidence yeah um so sometimes I can't let things go if they're incorrect. I can let a lot of things go. Anyways, it was just weighing on me. And, but I, I'm like, okay, well, all right. I'll let it go. It's resolved. But it still bothered me. Obviously, I went to bed with that feeling. So I go to bed. And I don't know, 9 o'clock or something. Woke up apparently at 1 a.m. And I'll tell you how I know this later. So I wake up at 1 a.m., and my TV as a usually I will I always fall asleep with my TV whether it be ID channel or maybe a lifetime movie it's usually one of the two and normally I would as I'm starting to doze off because usually I need that soothing voice of the forensic files guy or the I or Joe Kenda I like their soothing voice normally when I start to feel myself drifting off I turn over and um turn the TV off. Yeah. But sometimes I'll just fall asleep to it. If it's a lulling sound, you know. Totally. Then, so 1 a.m. comes around, I wake up, and I see the TV still on, and there's this person that was talking about me talking to a newscaster who kind of looked like Anderson Cooper, but it wasn't him. Okay. Um, just to give you a visual. And I was like, oh, my gosh. 
oh, okay, they're talking about the situation. So then I start talking, thinking it's some kind of Zoom meeting with this newscaster about this issue, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but I, I don't know if it's like, one would think it was a dream, right? Yeah. Which I was kind of thinking. I'm like, okay, so I, but I think I'm in this Zoom. So I start talking to the TV going, oh, actually, Anderson, whoever I was saying, newscaster person, that's actually not what happened. Um, what happened was this. And I'm like, actually, you can see here on my phone. And I was pulling on my phone. I'm like, that's not what happened. But they weren't listening to me. They kept talking over me. And so then I'd interject again. I say, actually, that's false. That's that's they're they're twisting this. They're taking this out of context. But they kept talking over me, and then I realized I am not part of this Zoom call. I'm just watching this Zoom newscaster interview. And I was like, well, this is not right. And then they were saying things like, oh, and then I did this, and I did that. I was like, no, 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 I did this. I did that. They're taking credit for things I did. Yeah. Which was, you know, again. I don't know if it was dream or real. I don't know what was going on. I was like, this is not right. And so I get real frustrated and I think, okay, I realize I am not part of this interview. So I pick up my remote and I hit record. And then I realize it's not working. And I realize, oh, I'm in my room. I only have a DVR receiver, not a recorder, right? Yeah. So I'm co coherent, awake enough to figure that out. I'm like, oh, I need to go to the living room and hit record so that I can get this all recorded to prove the facts, right? Yes. I'm like, I need to record what is being said because this is so wrong. So I get up, go into my living room, turn on the TV, looking for the news channel. I'm on Spectrum News. I'm on like all the major channels. I know it's not CNN because, you know, or I know it's not where Anderson is because it wasn't Anderson, but I checked that too. <laughs> They're not coming up. And I'm like, where are they? I checked every news channel MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, ABC, like CBS, Spectrum News. And the interview is not going. I thought, well, maybe it's over. And in the time I walked the five steps, from my bed to the living room, maybe it's over. So, you know, on DVR, you can go back and record like the hour before. So I'm like, I guess I'm just going to have to go back. And I don't know what news channel it is. Because when I went back in my room to check what news channel it was, it was gone as well. So I was like, oh, well, so I go back in the living room. I start recording everything the hour before, like midnight to one. Okay. And then everything the rest of the night because you know how a lot of these news programs replay yeah you know and so I'm like well if it wasn't if it doesn't record the hour before they'll replay it I'll catch it so I recorded all night from like midnight to 5am on like I don't know eight different news channels <laughs> and I'm like okay well I guess that's all I can do I have a covered go um and then still you know I'm like okay well I'm gonna go get some water go to the kitchen I don't know what happened, but clearly, like, an ice cube had shot up and shot out of the ice maker and melted, or maybe from doing the dishes earlier. Somehow, there was a big puddle that I slipped on and Ugh. landed on my knee, and then that that round bone below your knee, like upper shin, yeah, like just nailed both of them at the same time, like super hard, twisted my knee. It's like ah, it brought me to my knees, laid me out, and I was like, oh my god, I'm like. I can't get injured right now. I have a lot I have to do right now. And it was just burning and throbbing. I'm like, oh, God. 
oh god please and i'm just laying there i'm like what do they say what do they say ice elevate ice elevate and keep in mind i don't know if this is still a dream or i'm sleepwalking um but i'm laying there on the kitchen floor and then i realize well i am by the refrigerator i open the freezer and on my lower um shelves I have all my ice packs that I've had, you know, forever. These, so I grab. I think it was an eye mask ice pack that was accessible. Wrap it around my knee, elevate my knee. I'm laying. Thank God for all the Pilates and bar I've been doing. Thank you, apps. Thank you, COVID. Um, I'm able <laughs> to lay on my back and elevate my leg so that it's above the heart rate, right? And just laid there for I don't know, good 15, 20 minutes to please make it not be a problem because yeah. I got shit to do. And that's when I was bored and I was like, well, this is an interesting look. I'm like, my leg's up. It's got this eye mask, frozen eye mask wrapped around my knee. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll post this. I think I waited till the morning, but I was like, well, this is an interesting shot. There's oh, the oven. my gosh. There's my, my messy little island. Um, so, yeah. And so here's the weird thing. So one might think that was a dream, a nightmare, was I sleepwalking? I've never sleepwalked in my entire life. And I thought the next day I was telling my friend the story. And they're like, yeah, you were sleepwalking. I'm like, I've never sleepwalked in my life. This doesn't make any sense. And I go, oh, well, if it was a dream or I was sleepwalking, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did, right? Go get up, walk to the living room, record seven nine whatever different channels of news programs for five hours each um thank god i had the dvr space i'm like well i guess this will be the proof in the pudding pudding so i turn on the tv check my dvr recording oh it's all there i did it i mean i've done stuff in my sleep before um but it, it has not been a sober sleep it was when i was on ambien ambien is like the great like i would do the craziest things in my sleep like <laughs> like i had to literally stop one of the wild things that i did in my sleep was um i apparently got up got on the computer and i mean you should know how scared i am of this i checked my credit score Okay. In, in my sleep and I went and I went down the line and put like um, what is it called and you're like investigate this that's not right that's not mine that's not mine that's not mine to all of my things um, I forget what I did like all I did that in my sleep that was horrifying to find the paper trail of that but the scariest thing I did was at my parents house like I I, it might have, I don't know if it was Ambien or just like Tylenol PM or something but um, I was sleep like fully sleeping and then I woke up and I had my car started in the garage and like I woke oh. up sitting there like with the garage closed like I was gonna back <gasps> into the garage like and I was like fully in my pajamas and I that's when I was like what the hell like I was literally just gonna drive and that's when I was just like oh my god like this is that's when I, I must have been like I don't know 20 or something but it oh, was what if crazy. your garage was yeah what if your garage was closed you could have died it was closed like like that's what I mean like it's not like I opened it and I'm like here I go like I literally was gonna like back into the girl like I, I don't know what I was uh, and oh my, my I think God. my dad's car was even behind the girl like it was just like there was it was a nightmare crazy wow well there was no ambient there was no pills involved as you know I don't take pills the hardest drug I can handle is Tylenol PM and I haven't even taken that and oh god it's probably been a decade or two um the only thing I ever did was because the dentist recommended it. my friend they're like well when you get your tea surgery 
you should probably do Xanax. I'm like, nope, nope, pills make me sick. Not going to do that. Nope. And everyone was like, just, and then they're like, just start with a quarter or a half. And I'm like, oh, all right. I was really freaked out about the teeth situation. And yeah, that's the only time I tried it. And, you know, they gave me the prescription for like eight pills. Yeah. I still have five and a half left. Okay. And that's like almost two years ago now. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think it was obviously clearly must've been one of those stress things because I, I don't, I don't feel like how it was I sleepwalking when I coherently recorded shows, had the mindset, which that I can see me doing, but me arguing with someone on the TV thinking I'm part of it, that's what really scares me. And I'm like, is something happening mentally to me? Am I getting a late in life? Like, um, like, I don't know. Could be. <laughs> who knows? I, it, that is very yeah. out of character for you. So who yeah. knows? I'm just afraid to go to bed the next night. I'm like, well, what if I? Do, what if something like that happens again? I'm haunted I mean, or something. stress sleep is real. Like I had crazy like work stress dreams and stuff. Like to where, I mean, it's like that is a lot to deal with. It really is. And then when it like starts interrupting your sleep, then you don't feel good the next day, and then it just keeps repeating, and it's like a lot. Yeah, it just messed with my head because I was like, I've been through, like, remember when I was at the last company and then I changed, you know, yeah. the last company, yeah. there was so much stress and so much so drama, much yeah, stuff inside Intel that I had, but I couldn't use it. That I could see, but that never happened then. So I was just like, wow, yeah, that's maybe really it's weird. just more, more personal or something, but it has not happened again. Well, also, um... Like, the full moon has been doing a number on people, too, apparently. So, it could have been that. All right. Well, uh, hoping it's a one-off. And TBD, this, uh, TBD. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully you're you're good. But, yeah, some people are like, that, is that a mask? I'm like, well, it was a mask. It was just an eye mask that you're supposed to be, you know, frozen. I for. know. I, I was like, and one of the, the comments was like, is that a tourniquet? And I was like, oh. Like, <laughs> wow, Sarah. Yeah, clearly I'm if a you medic guys, and If I you guys walking. don't know what we're talking about, join our Facebook group where, you know, every once in a while Sarah and I will drop some of those personal shots into the group, you know, and you can be in on our little weird, you know, tangents <laughs> that we go off on for 15 minutes in the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just more disturbed mentally about this. But like, fortunately, the ice and the elevation did seem to work because I'm fine. But, you but know, when it hits I, that bone. It's and, one of my biggest fears. I have a couple of, like, like things that just make me, like, fully, like, cringe and, like, cramp up. One is slipping in water. It's horrible. I hate fall. I hate slipping like that. You're, there's no way to control it. Like, as soon as it's, like, when it happens, it's too late. And then it's, like, you're 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 down. And who knows what's going to go flailing where. You know, it's, like, it's very yeah. scary. Well, you had your knee, knee situation, which yes. was very scary. Yeah. I had my knee situation. And then I also had that situation when we were at the spa, you know, where we saw Jackson and oh. Brittany. And I tried to do downward dog in the steam room. Steam room. And, and I almost died. So that was horrifying. Oh. You, were, you were being funny and you were doing something impressive, and then it like did not end well. It's like, oh my god, shit! Oh, I, I thought I was gonna die. So lesson B: Do not do yoga poses or downward dog in a slippery steam room. No, people. don't, don't, don't do it. It's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, so yeah, that picture's in the Facebook group, but that's what that is about, and. Well, I guess it keeps life interesting. Yeah. 
So we have a lot of um, interesting things to talk about, some social updates, and then we want to talk about our new show that we're watching. But first, I want to shout out some birthdays. Um, I want to say, you know, a few we missed. Brie slash Gabrielle N, um, July 26th, which was the same as Torrens. Um, so I didn't see your thing until after, but happy belated birthday. I, th- I hope it was good. So happy birthday, Brie. Um, Christine E.L. was July 28th. And we have Becca R. is coming up on August 9th. And also on August 9th is a special shout out to my niece, a.k.a. not my niece, Lolly Love, is August 9th as well. So, and again, for you guys not understanding what the hell we're talking about another reason to join the facebook group to see what is this uh she's my niece not my niece lolly love situation well you know if you're part of the group maybe you understand i secretly think it's my niece incognito i know i'm wrong it's just i like to believe it because there's just too many stars that align with that but cool for the time being i'll give you guys your own separate identities i know she's a real person i just we're just all very similar so anyways hope you have you know the best Guillermo filled birthday ever Lolly did you um someone DM'd the podcast um her the birthday girl's name was Stephanie on um July 20th do you remember if you got that one it was from a while ago um, Let's just well, no, shout no. it out again just in case because she sent the cutest message. I'll read it to you. She said, Hi, Holly and Sarah. My little sister, Stephanie, I cur- are currently listening to your most recent podcast. I forgot to request a birthday shout out for her and she turned 27 on July 20th. Can you mention her on the next podcast? BT Dub, we are laughing so hard, especially over Sarah recapping Peter being interviewed. Um holy shit it's peter ha 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 i um i got to meet peter in february i should post the photo on the page with my story i was pretty excited not going to lie thanks for everything so shout out to you stephanie um happy birthday yeah hope you guys all had a good one um you know i think this year has been interesting birthdays for everybody so i'm no i'm not claiming stake to that anymore since i was in the first cusp of it everybody is adapting and experiencing it so we're all in this together yeah now what is going on with this jake paul raid i know this is your really your genre with youtube stars Ugh. i'm surprised that i even know about this headline because normally this is not my genre but so much is like so much is going on right now like on you know the interwebs on you in the youtube community yeah so jake paul's house got raided uh this morning by the fbi um and they it's in connection to an issue that he had in Arizona um and they came in and they took like a bunch of his firearms and they had a warrant that was sealed so we don't know exactly what it was for but they said that they went in there with the intent to not arrest anyone but just to um I think they were searching for something so um and apparently the neighbors in Calabasas have been complaining that you know randomly in the middle of the night they'll hear like an explosion so well, why why does he have firearms? This is California. What do you mean? Well, I thought it's very difficult to get. Like, I thought you had to have that for like a special license or special reason. Like, why does he have a bunch of firearms? I don't. know. I think you can have firearms. No. Oh. 
Remember you were telling me the story about the one person they had to like pretend that they had a reason to Yeah, well that's like for a conceal and carry. Oh. That's really hard to get your, here. You can have them in your house if you're licensed. Right. And, and you can have them properly locked up. Like I'm what I'm thinking, he just had a really huge party and that has also come under, you know, scrutiny as well cuz you know, we're a super high risk state and I have a feeling he probably was waving it around. Someone probably made a report. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that he must have done something that caused them to go in there like that. I did hear about his parties and then people came down with COVID because they were very close together and no one had masks on and that sort of, and they, you know, it was like a big party. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's um, always uh, making yeah. news, right? He's the one that did the cemetery thing or was that his brother? That's a different one. That's Logan. But I still love the Pauls. I know it's controversial, but they're still super entertaining to me. Um I, don't, I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't been watching lately, but um, yeah, I just, I still love, I like, like, I actually like kind of like mourn my YouTube time when they were able to create more freely. You know, like now that they've gotten, they've gone through so much, so like they are like, they're really. I can't watch it. In, like I used to be able to watch it with Ronnie and Chad and stuff, and now like they just straight up say the f word like every second, and like they just don't care. Yeah. Sad. All right. Well. In other news, though, did you see that um, that Maddie uh, from Dance Moms is in a little bit of hot water? No. Apparently, what? she has said some racist things when she was nine years old. She's uh, nine. Yeah, well, okay, she addressed... I mean, so- not great. You should raise your children the right way, and it's good she should be accountable. But, you know, people go, you know, the juvenile whatever. You know, you're out by 25, you can't pull records if you committed a crime as a juvenile like Mm -hmm. the same should kind of apply like if you know well what happened was someone like started pulling up clips and like one she was nine and then there's a couple when she was like 16 and like a couple from like like a couple how old is she like it was from a couple years ago but she kind of like in her apology she only addressed the nine-year-old one which kind of made people were kind of you know it's like you can never there was more yeah. yeah um but it's crazy. So that happened like a while ago and she just now addressed it and apologized for it. But I mean, it's like, it's, it actually kind of reminded me of the Stassi thing. Cause it was like, if they just would have come out right away, maybe saying sorry, you know, and like truly taking account, like, okay, like this is what happened. I'm sorry. Like I'm going to learn. Da, da, da. But, um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's when they wait and they kind of double down that I think people just really yeah. start going nuts well that's the thing i mean she's not it doesn't even have to do with her family or parenting she could have been at school and trying to you know like max said oh i was just trying to look cool he was what 18 when he did his max boyens or yeah or brett it's like oh okay and they're older than they should know better but at nine you know maybe you shouldn't be on social media but well and it's you know like I I definitely I and how she's different than Stassi is that like Maddie is definitely a huge um what is the right word like kids look up to her and she knows that you know so like a Jojo yes so as sucky as it is like when something like this happens she is held to kind of a higher standard than anyone else would be you know but um so what is she doing now she is still, you know, she's like, she has like a fabletic deal. <laughs> she okay. is, she just did another Sia video that is like super cute. 
like all like rainbowy. Um, I think she's just still, you know, doing her thing and trying to make her way. And I mean, she's, like as a dancer, like trying to be in videos or Broadway, or is she trying to like because she was judging for on right that one season, but. I mean, she can't just make her money off a sea of video. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. Honestly, that, that's that been like a huge question mark to me. And I don't, to be honest, I don't follow her career close enough to know. But um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly. I know what because she's... you're a Chloe fan, not a Maddie fan. Yeah. I, I mean, I've only recently become kind of a Maddie fan again because she's cute, you know, but I don't know. I feel like she changed a little bit, and especially when Mackenzie was on Dancing with the Stars Junior, she was such a cute big sister, and they've been through a lot with Abby. I don't know. Oh, she was? I didn't even know there was... Was that like a web series or something? No, it was like full... It was adorable. No, it was fully on like Channel 7. Oh. Wow. Okay. And it it was... What was cool about it was, you know how Mackenzie was always in Maddie's shadow, so it was... Mm -hmm. It was cool to... Like, you could tell she was, like, super closed off in the beginning, and her dancing was kind of how it was on Abby's, just like, you're like... Mackenzie you can do better and then it was like all of a sudden she found that love again for dancing and I mean I think she should have won the competition she did and a, a younger girl won but she completely just like lit up as a dancer and she was so fun to watch and she really like came into her own skin it was pretty cool she was always so fun to watch she yes just, she was so cute I, yeah. I have to look her up and see what she looks like now because I'm sure she looks like an adult which I won't be able to get yeah, my head around yeah it's freaky <laughs> Well, we've got um, social updates. Let's see. Uh, well, LVP is coming out with a podcast. How do you feel about that? Um, at first, I like rolled my eyes for sure. But then I remembered whenever I do hear her on a podcast, it's pretty interesting. Like I, I actually enjoy listening to her. What podcast? I've never heard her on a podcast. Like Daily Dish or something? I don't know. Um, I'm trying to like the, the one that I heard her on. I was like, wow, like she was, she was open. Like she was like, I don't know. I thought it was like interesting to like she she kept my she was more she gave more than I thought she would. Like I thought she'd be like totally stuck up, and she was more o- open and warm than I thought. So I thought if she can do that on her podcast, I don't know, it might be interesting. Like a whoop it up for Vicky, which does she does seem to be doing well with that. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Um. I mean, well, as I mentioned in the Facebook group, we did get an email from LVP's podcast production asking if we would be open to advertising it and either for money or possibly an interview in exchange for the promotion. Um, uh, and how did I miss that? That's crazy. You didn't see that? Oh, like, no. Probably three to four weeks ago wow. and I replied, I replied that we would love an interview but we would you know anything we'll we'd yeah. be interested in and you know because it does make sense obviously the name of our podcast is named after her yeah um, but then they just never uh, replied maybe I'll reply again yeah interesting um, and other interesting news is I actually heard this from Julia uh, she's being sued again, labor law violations. And I was like, well, I've heard this before, the old Villa Blanca, and not to uh, demean that, because I, I read some of those, you know, cases and the details um, definitely sounded legit. But she said, no, this one was involving Sir. So it sounds like a new lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Labor law. So have you heard any more on that? 
No, it's just that, you know, it's been filed and that, yeah, it's a, just like another slew of problems for her, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I know they've been trying to dump Villa Blanca for a while based on some of these lawsuits. Also, I think, you know, it just, it's not a happening place anymore. The food was never great. And then, like, it just got, like, we've said before it just got so dingy looking and like you said it's just time for a new place on that corner yeah it's such a hot corner you know? yeah totally it should be something a little more upscale or trendy or, or something more current yeah um well speaking of legal news danica dow filed a restraining order domestic violence order against brett willis her ex-boyfriend that as you guys heard her on our podcast a few months ago they were quarantining together and things were going great like he was using her as a weight carrying her up the stairs they were cooking together sounded sounded like all their troubles were behind them like all the troubles they had during filming that either filming missed or they didn't edit or i mean or didn't air all the stuff that we actually wanted to see kind of like season one Stassi Jacks-esque you know where I believe Evolution slash Bravo whatever missed the boat Um, sounds like some of that stuff was happening again and unfortunately it doesn't sound like that's here's the thing and you have to tell me what you think Um, it said and her boyfriend Brett who was going to be featured heavily on the upcoming season so that implies like they were filming but then everybody else says, nope, we still haven't got any pickup notices, no filming. What are your thoughts on that? I was really confused. Okay, when I got the pop-up of this, you know, unfortunately hearing about this report, I read the article and I thought the article was like very poorly written because um, they were like, he was supposed to be featured on season eight. And it's like, first of all, season eight already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like maybe they didn't have some of their facts right or something i don't know um yeah but i mean i i it's just a bummer like i am not down with any of that i think it sucks i i hope that she's okay i hope that you know they get the help that they need and i don't know i don't know in my gut i think they're already filming like i think that like they if they're not like officially filming they are working on filming stuff themselves and that they're ready to to go with like i i think that they I right think like they, sheena's been hanging out with charlie a little bit maybe they're doing their own filming and then they'll deliver their video footage kind of like you know like pandora's wedding how they did it themselves and then gave it to bravo or evolution to yeah put in that could be what we're getting like like we said a season eight and a half yeah what's wrong with that yeah yeah, well, TBD. I mean, yeah, TBD. Would, obviously, we want everyone to be safe and in, you know not in a dangerous position. But I did um, see that I did see that um, that Brett did respond to you know the allegations against him and said that you know that they were at a house party and that they him and her had like an aggressive argument and it was most of her friends that were there, so things were seen in a certain light and. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't get to tell his side of the story. And, um, well, that makes sense. He doesn't have as big of a platform as she does. So, um, but you never know. And, like, but that's, also not blaming her either. No, yeah. it's not our place to judge on that either. And, like, and also, like, I feel like, like us, the Vanderpump rules, you know, fandom or whatever you would call, you know, 
the viewers of Vanderpump Rules, the pumpers, um, we're we're not asking for that. Like we're we're not like we want drama, but I'm not that that's too much. I'm not looking yeah. for the darkness of you know domestic, domestic violence, violence. No restraining orders. Yeah, because I yeah. I kind of feel like she. <laughs> Actually, I wonder if that's like not okay to say, but I I feel like a lot of people were saying like this is the drama we want on the show. We like get Danica and her man on there, Come, like and it's like no no no, like don't get it twisted. Like we don't want that. So like I I hope that like we don't need that type of drama. You know like yeah I yeah of course like they can get heated into their just like Stassi and Jax did. Like we never saw any physicalness on there, nor did we ever hear of any. Yeah. Right? So, let's, let's bring us that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but if it's not safe, then don't. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just, yeah, this one just feels darker to me. I don't know. I wonder if, sir, when they do reopen, if they will both be working there, if one of them will be fired or will have quit. I, yeah, uh, I don't, I'm like losing confidence in sir. Like, I don't know what is going on. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I heard Schwartz on Randall and Lala's podcast, and Randall was asking him about Tom. Tommy's like, "Why don't you open the balcony? You've got the retractable roof." And Schwartz is like, "Ah, oh, well, I think I, I think we, we might talk to Ken about it. Oh, maybe, maybe not." And you know, it's just kind of like nobody knows anything. There seems to be no plan for anything. So who knows? It just seems pretty rare that like places aren't reopening at some capacity you know and the way they that her places have just sat there I mean you just my heart just goes out to all those employees everyone trying to make it you know it's like that's this is like very hard times like it is sucks man yeah they could really maximize that alley space because if you're a tourist wanting to see sir that's the best part to see is the alley so why not dine in the alley yeah and be the only one that's or I don't know or you or you could do like to go food or something I don't know yeah yeah another person that filed a restraining order on domestic violence is um, not that you watch but for you 90 day fiance is Karini against Paul Paul is um, there's uh, there's really two standout couples with 90 Day Fiance. It'd be Colt and Larissa and Karini and Paul. None of us could get Pat think, you know, anything could get crazier than Paul and then Colt came on the scene. And they're very similar. They're both very controlling and odd characters. And they both have like lots of issues. But this Karini girl on Friday filed a, a restraining order on domestic violence. And it sounded pretty scary. And then I guess he replied on like an Instagram live and he was just he sounds crazy and he has a history and and things in his past so she wasn't coming here for a green card she didn't care she wanted to stay in Brazil so I, he's unstable as far as I'm concerned so I feel for her because she seems very trapped and he is very scary yeah that's dang um also on Lala's podcast this was not the same one with Schwartz the Schwartz one honestly if you guys don't listen to theirs then I would say don't bother because Lala actually even prefaced, prefaced this with uh, Randall she's like 
no, Schwartz won't gossip with us. He's too PC. He's too... And basically, that's what happened. Randall actually asked him some really good questions that we would all want to know. Like, how? what do you feel about, you know, your friends and castmates being fired? Like, how are you feeling? He's like, you know, not to sing anything against... But he was just so like, oh, I'm still processing... It's like, okay, so he didn't answer. Yeah. So then Randall asked, like, why can't they do to-go tom-tom or patio tom-tom? Uh, I don't know. We're, we're going to talk. Um, and then he finally asked him, like, okay, well, can you name, like, out of all your seasons, what was the, the hardest scene? And then he kind of said about the, you know, telling Katie he cheated and the Jackson Tom thing. But other than that, it was it was pretty boring. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's he's not the most entertaining. Like uh, unless you're like swooning over him, it's not that exciting. Yeah. So on the previous podcast they did last week on mental health, that's when she was addressing her posts that everyone was speculating. Oh my gosh, they broke up. Well, oh yeah. Turn- turns out they just got in like a little tiff for like mm-hmm. an hour or two mm-hmm. and then she says when she does that she goes and archives she doesn't delete she archives all his photos mm-hmm. uh, but they've always had they he said they've never followed each other she hasn't blocked she's like i have you blocked because i can't stand to look at your dumb mugshot selfies and i was like oh she said okay. that yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're not alone in that. Like, she's making fun of it as much as we have. Oh, wow. Um, she said that. And then the other interesting thing she said was, she said it twice. She said, because she was talking about mental health and mental illness. And she goes, well, as you know, Rand, it happened to me on the reunion. One of my castmates um, made a joke about me being bipolar and I just thought it was disgusting and gross and then she referenced it later she's like yeah as I said again it happened to me on the reunion where you know who I thought was my friend made light of mental illness and you should never do that it's gross and I was like ooh is there some drama there with Lala and Stassi now is that why she's starting to befriend the new girls like she messaged charlie she messaged sheena i mean i what i'm glad that she addressed that because um you know as stassi claiming to be lala's friend and then making that comment i was wondering how lala felt about that too you know when she got to watch it back or whatever because that would be incredibly hurtful to have your friend say that you know and whether she was joking or whatnot like that she's right that's not something to joke about and yeah that's i'm kind of glad she called her out yeah i wonder i would i'd love to hear that conversation if they had one afterwards yeah because that was just like one more strike for stassi yeah Yeah, it like yeah, it was just like so flippantly said, you know, and and like the and the way she like you know was like joking with Bo about it, like 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 nudging him in the side, like I think she's bipolar, you know. It's like dang, dude. Yeah, but she said it like in a joking, like kind of a uh, making fun of it, which Lala was saying is not cool. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Stassi, like uh, it, it clearly seems like. I, I, I mean, I can just hear this conversation. She says, like, well, you post this because I can't. You can't. Everyone loves you. So Bo's been posting up a storm um, 
course, Darcy. So basically, he's her mule, her workhorse, so she can still post and be relevant. But uh, what'd you think of that crib? Okay, my first impression was like, oh my gosh, like that's so impractical. But then when I looked at it again, I'm like, it is so Stassi and it is so her style. Um, and she can do what she wants. Like I, you know, whatever, like it's her, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I don't think she probably wasn't expecting to get all of like the horrible feedback that she got on that. Um, but I was unsafe. So like you guys that aren't, haven't seen it on social media, you can see it in our Facebook group and her pump rules party, private closed group so just join and um or you can see it on i guess bo's instagram but it's like you know it's a wrought iron some people are saying the metal bars aren't safe some people are saying put up a bumper no that's not safe the fabric of the curtains the child can pull them down and choke on them so you know i guess there's always going to be something i'm not the person to speak on this so that's more your i mean she's 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 gonna have to learn herself and it's that's like she'll figure it out i mean i feel like um the biggest probably like the biggest regret that any new mom has and you know is like spending too much money on the bed because it's just as much as you think you're gonna be in there like you're a hot it's you're a hot mess and you just it's it's not your priority that it like looks gorgeous you just need it to work you need to put the baby in there safely so you can take a little break especially in the beginning so um yeah but i i loved how somebody like already dug up like you know the website that it was on and everything so if you guys want to check it out it's on um it's kind of funny it's on brat decor.com b-r-a-t-t decor.com it's called <laughs> the parisian nine in one crib vintage gold nine in one convertible baby crib um and it was on sale for 637 dollars so um <laughs> you know she really got it it was 910 dollars so she got a great deal yeah and being careful with her money with you know her her income doesn't seem to be hurting i guess then. yeah so um <laughs> i don't but, know how much cribs are so i have no clue <laughs> Um, I mean, I've seen people spend way more than that, and I've seen people spend, you know, you can get one on Amazon for like $100. So um, it just depends on what your style is and and what's important to you. And I think as, like, as she'll gain more experience, like, she'll, you know, I actually, I mean, I don't think her style is ever going to lack because that's, like, she loves decorating and that's what she loves to do. So cute. She's making the room cute. Good for her. Yeah. Well, speaking of brat, Bratney... Um, posted something her and Sherry well it seems like Sherry was out at a restaurant so good for Sherry I'm glad she's feeling well enough to go out to a restaurant so happy for that but then it kind of ruined it for me because they were filming Jack's and he was like I don't know there's some blue layer cake in there somebody said it's like Kentucky blueberry cake but that wasn't the focal point it was Jack's and Sherry's like oh look how handsome he is and Bratney is like Oh, he's so handsome, my baby, my baby. <laughs> it's like, I didn't need to see that. Yeah. Um, I saw also that um, they hit up Hooters. Oh. Probably the, the same that. one that you and I, you know, stopped into. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the only one. Yeah. I have a picture outside of it. Not that impressive. No. 
Um, and Katie, what is this like week 17 after her podcast teaser? Still no podcast? Yeah. Um, she did do a, what I'm assuming was a stoned IG story that kind of put me to sleep. She was talking about like scary movies and then she was just like, and then what I'm thinking is, you know, was this, it's like a Chucky doll and just even the story, I was like starting to nod off and like perhaps worry about sleepwalking because I was like, whoa, uh, now I know another voice to listen to. If, if, you know, ID doesn't have a soothing voice then I'm going to, I I will turn on Katie's podcast for a sleep aid for sure. You know, I, I have, I, I feel like part of the problem with people getting, starting these podcasts, you know, when they're at, you know, whatever level Katie is at, um, they, it's like being handed to them too easily. Like they get, they get to go into a studio, which is ridiculous for a podcast. Like you do not need to go into a studio. Like Mm -hmm. she should be, you know, from ground zero sitting in her living room and knocking these out, like not having to, like, I, I just have a feeling that like, it's too like, you know, get the red carpet out, then she'll come and record, you know, on Thursday at two o'clock, you know, it's like, just record it, Katie, just do it. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Well, and especially at that level, like, there's huge, huge podcasts that are still doing it from their living room. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, or, it's, yeah. It, it's just, yeah, it's not necessary. And some people have a studio because their production company or platform provides it, but they still do it from their house and sometimes go into the studio or they'll, you know, they'll mix it up. Totally. But I just don't see her following being that huge. Yeah. Well, and already she's just not like, I mean, the biggest thing, like, and I mean, this is like definitely, you know, Vanderpump Rules is off season right now, but like Sarah and I, you know, have been busy this summer and stuff. But like you, you if you don't stay stick to some sort of schedule, like you're going to lose your listeners, you know. So that's how it works. And she already, you know, has not really stuck to her schedule. So hmm. yeah. <clears throat> well, speaking of, so sorry, you guys, we were off last week. We meant to do it, but <clears throat> I had a lot of uh, life stuff going on, and then you were also in Big Bear for a week, and mm-hmm. then you had Daisy's. Daisy's birthday. So mm-hmm. how did both how did both of those go? Good. Good. I mean, just super everything was like super just nothing, you know, like Daisy, we just did it here, you know, and that was about it. And Big Bear, we just went, you know, we got an Airbnb and just hung out there and then, you know, did some of the stuff on the mountain and hiked around and it was just awesome to just get out in the fresh air and, you know, be with family and yeah, awesome little break. Did you go to any, like, restaurants where they open up there? Um, they were, um, you know, all doing, like, the outdoor seating and stuff. But um, because we had, yeah. like, the um, Airbnb, we did, like, a lot of stuff at um, the house. And Daisy's just at an age where it is literally torture to bring her to a restaurant because she, one of us has to get up with her the entire time. And it's, like, the mm-hmm. least enjoyable thing. Either you have to, like, wolf your food down really fast yeah. Or, you know, whatever. So I think we tried like a pizza place one night and it was just like, 
I, I had to go and like sit in the van with her because she was just so annoying. You know, it's like people, especially when you're outside and people like you don't get to usually have like a nice meal. So people are like extra, I feel like sensitive trying to have a nice meal. So it just yeah. like amplifies like any like misbehavior that she's doing. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just going to get her out of here. So that was. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember um, Leighton's second birthday was at Disneyland and Michaela was like, eight months pregnant or something and then Ryan and Eilish decided to go on a ride like an adult ride so I'm like oh I'll stay with you Michaela help you watch Layton because she's or no no he was pregnant he was there yeah Yeah, he was a baby but she had to stay with the baby but she was just all over the place so I spent the whole time just chasing around chasing around while we were waiting for them to get off their three-hour adult ride line <laughs> but yeah exactly right like they don't they're too young to appreciate like Disneyland yeah or and they're the they're party. having fun they're having fun but it's like it like the fun is not you're not gonna have fun because it's exhausting you know and it's like either mm-hmm. you have to be in that mindset and, and like I feel like that date Disneyland it was hotter than hell you know it was like mm-hmm. it was crazy so, so yeah, I remember that trip because me and Ronnie came to visit you guys and my mom called because Daisy was hysterically crying and she couldn't get her to stop. So we had to leave and yeah. like rush home. Yeah. Well, we left, <laughs> we left right after that too. Yeah. Oh man. I I realized she's not a Disneyland mom and I was not a Disneyland person. No, so no. It worked out. But yeah. I mean, when you live here and it's great and your kids are age ready for it especially as close as you are we are uh then it's fantastic it's just that was a lot for you know not with a newborn baby no and a two-year-old no no hard. yeah well and it, like the pressure of like like when you don't have a pass and the pressure of having a ticket and trying to stay as long as you can that adds to it too when you have a pass you can just you know go in and get out so. yeah yeah, you you would just do it for an hour, or two yeah. hours, or, or just do it to walk. I would just go to walk. Stroller. Yeah, I would just go to walk, and even that was—it's a lot. It is a lot, but now, like, it makes me sad because, like, I I don't know, like, if we will ever go back there. You know, it's like how, like, the world just looks so differently now. It sucks. You know, it's like yeah, oh, some of the things that like I hate, like I kind of miss. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ronnie certainly got to experience it a lot, but fortunately unfortunately a daisy yeah is not. like poor daisy's watching like um disney like disneyland parades on youtube and she's like totally into it you know she's like right at that age where yeah like she'd probably have fun you know going on the walks and stuff but it's all right we'll get there yeah anything else going on um the only other thing that i wanted to bring up the in social media is did you see the machine gun kelly um megan fox drama so apparently um they that uh megan posted a picture of like her and machine gun kelly you know wherever the hell randall is and um and said like shoot where's the post so i can not butcher this well basically basically she made some caption where she was like uh i love you with all my aching heart baby or something and then brian austin green posted a picture of his of their three boys and his one son with vanessa and said i love all of you boys with my all my aching heart and i'll never leave you basically shading her post you know where she is at work with her boyfriend and he's at home with the kids saying like you know so (laughs) oh yeah like like you're the love of my life i love you more than anything but he's like well i love you more than anything my kids (laughs) yes um 
Oh, yeah. Achingly beautiful boys. So she posted achingly beautiful. Oh, so she she posted a picture and she said, achingly beautiful boy, my heart is yours. And then Brian Austin Greed said, achingly beautiful boys, my heart is yours with a picture of all of his boys. And that's funny. So at first, like, I was like, that's hilarious. Like, I don't know. I thought it was funny. But then I read some people's, you know, the way they saw it. And I thought, um, basically like like they were saying like she's being shamed for like going to work away from her kids and taking a picture with a boyfriend like a she's allowed to move on and b she is allowed to to have a job and like have both of those things like if a man was doing that it would be acceptable but like the fact that the fact that she's doing it you know like now she's being shamed that she doesn't love her kids because she's at work you know and I, I thought I really didn't think of it like that and that's true so I see both sides to that that's a good point yeah. I just wonder if some of the bitterness comes from because like Randall and Lala had them on their podcast and they didn't even know they met Megan and Machine Gun Kelly met while filming Randall's podcast in Puerto Rico months you know before COVID yeah and fell in love secretly but I wonder because I'd never even heard that Megan and Brian split again I knew they split and then they got back together so I wonder if it was like a Brad Angelina thing where they had an affair maybe or or maybe it was like a fresh breakup so Brian's a little bitter because it was like wow we weren't even broken I mean, up. I just, like, I try to, like, imagine. I imagine that, like, Chad's an actor and, like, he has, like, a co-star. And I'm like, there better be nothing going on. But, like, usually every time you think that there is, like, in Hollywood, like, they, like, people fall in love with their co-stars all the time. Like, like all Leanne the and time. Eddie. Like, yes. Randy knew it. She could feel it. She could feel it at the dinner table. She went and she's like, she knew it. Yeah. The, yeah. Ugh, yuck. I, do, I don't like that. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you know when they broke up, Brian and Megan, for the like second or last time? Yeah. I mean, there was there was like rumors that she like um, on Daily Mail, they kept on showing her at a different house than him. And then they would meet up to like go grocery shopping or they'd meet up to get the kids. So like there was definitely we knew something was going, you know, there was some sort of you know yeah. riff but they they do that they do that and then they get back together so it was kind of everyone was just kind of thinking it was like eh, it's like that's how they yeah. they make it work i don't know yeah so well, randall and lala were just gushing and gushing what a great love story this is and a match made in heaven it's like they met for like a month on set and then covid hit and then they so it's like and then it was quarantine so it's like well they haven't had any outside I don't know. Yeah. And there's like a, like he's, he doesn't have children. He's a lot younger than her. We'll see. They're blowing, they're hyping this up a lot. I didn't he even does know have, he does have, he does have a, he does have a kid. He does? I th- mm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he has a daughter. Mm. I didn't even know who the fuck he was. Oh my gosh, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Sing one song. <laughs> I mean, rap one song. <laughs> rap one rap. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on. I don't. It sounds stupid. I can't do it. I know it, it's like you know I love to rap and you know I would do it, but I just like it. Like I, I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> I also don't know Kanye's music either. All I know is Gold Digger. I don't know anything. Other than that, and I probably only know that because like Jamie Fox was in it. It was like a, uh, a a catchy tune or something. But 
I didn't I even loved, care for I it. I loved, like, like Kanye's, like, workout plan, too, where he's like, get it, you know, like, I don't know, I liked that one, too, where it was like, get your sit-ups right and didn't, you know. Yeah, I'm really more of a Will Smith rap type person. <gasps> so is Stassi. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I like Eminem. Uh, I like uh, obviously Tupac. Oh, Tupac is my absolute uh, favorite. I like Tupac. I like Little no, Wayne. I, I like Drake. I, I like it all. I'm having a, a problem with like the new stuff like though, and I can't Dogg. I can't believe I'm like at that age where I say that. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, I like Snoop. It's okay. Yeah, and it was never Anyways, a big Snoop fan. Well, I think I liked him when he became more commercial and crossover. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't he do the one with like Katy Perry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <sighs> Um, all right, so nothing else going on. So, you guys, we told you last time we were going to talk about Indian matchmaking on Netflix, and we've just watched two episodes, and I loved it. I told um, people about it, and they were like, oh, my God, this is great. So, I mean, it's kind of like a it's a reality show, documentary, kind of like millionaire matchmaker, but not so raunchy and cheesy as that. It's it's interesting. It's an easy watch. It's like, um, I feel like each character like really like reflects, you know, like you can like, you can apply oh, it yeah. to your life, you know, like right away or you know this type, you know, it's just, it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, and like the different cultures, I feel like, you know, we can all relate and there's so much to learn and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So the casting, like, obviously I think they're going to have more and more. But we're just dealing with, like, basically three characters right now. And you're going to, like, hate one person. But then you're thinking, it was actually really smart casting. Because you're going to love one person, hate another person. And then the other person, you're going to be like, hmm. So it was a really good mix. And also, like, two of the people are in the USA. So this matchmaker comes over from India. And then one person's in India. And I think there's going to be more, you know, more in India, more here. Um, so a really nice mix. You can see kind of, you know, uh, traditional Indian culture, Americanized Indian culture, where they like, okay, you can still have a love marriage, but we're going to put you together. Or you can still say no, or it's going to be totally arranged. So it, it looks like they're going to show the gamut of what happens, you know, what's happened in the past, what happens in the future, and like everything in between. So... They start off, um, the lady's name is Seema, she's the matchmaker, and they're showing all sorts of weddings and matches. She talks about how it was like the greatest day in her life when she made her first match, and I mean, I will say, these weddings, and I, we've seen them even, you know, at the Hyatt here, where you had your Jack's swim encounter, mm-hmm. I mean, there's beautiful, beautiful weddings, uh, Indian weddings that I've seen in person, just passing through a hotel, like, it, but on TV, I was like, wow, that looked pretty. That looked pretty. I'm like, they're very lavish and impressive. Yes. So they first start out, we don't really get into Akshay. They just start with him, and Seema, the matchmaker, meets his mom, and she's talking to the mom. You don't even see this this guy named Akshay. And the mom's like, well, 
he wants someone smart, outgoing. She has to be very flexible. She has to be at least 5'3". Um, and they're just talking about everything that this person, this woman needs to be. And then all of a sudden, it's like five minutes goes by and Seema's like, well, hi, actually, how are you doing? And he's like sitting there the whole time. And then he doesn't even answer. He's just sitting there awkwardly quiet. Just like mom's controlling everything. Just very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I definitely I found myself like, um, I mean, every time I watch a reality show like this, I, I always like apply it to my parents, Ron and Diane. Like I wonder, like, for instance, if I was on The Bachelorette and it came time for like family time, like, <laughs> would they cooperate? How would they make me look like would they be different than how they are in real life? Or like, would they yeah. be would they turn into like one of the hated parents, you know, on the reality show? So um like they'd I just be like Ross and Rachel's parents and they'd be like, Are you sure you wanna date Holly? Yeah, or like, you know, <laughs> oh. like um Stassi's mom, you know, where she's like, Uh, well Yeah. Right. Okay, good luck with Stassi. Good good one. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Don't ruin it, Stassi. She's gonna ruin it. I though. wish Kristen was my daughter, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't like I, I I definitely felt like myself like applying it to like oh my gosh like what would my parents say that I want you know what I mean like like would like would you trust your mom to sit there and be like this is what Sarah wants in a partner I don't know it's so weird I I trust my mom before I trust your mom <laughs> <laughs> no offense. You're just you're you're the uh, uh, Monica. I mean, not Ross and Rachel. I meant Ross and Monica. Yeah, yeah. Just like, and you that very first episode when he says his wife left left him for a lesbian, and, she, and instead of it finally being on Ross, she's like, and you knew about this and didn't tell me. I mean, that is just classic. Yeah, your dynamic. I love your parents, by the way. I think yeah. they're fantastic. But I have seen how they like are, are they, they hold you to a very high standard, and it's not the same. You know, they just. Well, I mean, I just like, yeah, I just like, and, and that's just like, that's how it is for me. So I can't imagine, you know, and, and this is, this is very traditional too, you know, in their culture that this is, it's normal to have, you know, a, a matched wedding and it has been like very successful for a lot of people. And I, you know, I just like, um, you know, it's just like a lot to think about, you know, how, she was saying it's just like the marriage what we're doing it's just like the marriage is between the two families not the boy and the girl I mean and again you know when she said that you know I I thought maybe they are onto something that you know that I clearly didn't um I I I saw the little red flags and I just kept going anyway so you know you can choose to do that or you can listen to your family I don't know yeah. Well, and the other interesting thing she said was, and millions of dollars are exchanged. Like, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, we've heard of, you know, dowries or on like 90 Day Fiance, uh, David had to buy Annie's parents, uh, not a goat, was it? He had to buy two like goat type creatures. But it's just like, okay, well, you know, it's just, Every culture has their thing, but I'm like millions of dollars, damn. Yeah. Hmm. Me, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But she flies all over the world and meets with these different people, and then they showed a scene of her and her husband going through the charts of everyone's requirements, and they're like, okay, well, this person wants slim, tall, fair, 
like light-skinned, good family, smart, good education, has to be the right age, and then also 95% of their horoscope has to match, just like all those criteria. Yeah. Um yeah, it was it's so interesting. And I, I also I also loved that I felt like like the list that her and her husband were like gazing over to see like, oh, I, I don't know, this is gonna be hard. Like I felt like it there was something so comforting about how simple it was. You know, like it it was I don't know, like it, it there was it wasn't like a crazy like electronic you know, it was like it was like literally like a printed sheet that she was like crossing names off of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, it wasn't in like eHarmony. I mean, this she is kept, she kept saying bio data, bio data, but it was all like handwritten in a yeah, book. Yeah, I loved it. And, <laughs> and you know what? This is this is why I love this is like what a phone I, log. Like yeah, like I. It made me. It made me actually like miss Vanderpump Rules, like season one. There's something so amazing about a season one of a show because they don't have the budget. They don't know what they're doing yet. Like if there is another season of this, it's 100 percent is going to be on an iPad or like something more fancy. But I love the grittiness of this. It's so cool. And I mean, um, if you think about like Patty Stinger, Millionaire, that was all. You know, they, they pull them up on the computer, right? They'd be in their little database or whatever but this was literally like you were doing a phone log and you look at your books and you cross the (laughs) yeah yeah that's great hand handmade totally you know everything's like oh it's a handcrafted burrito well isn't every burrito a handcrafted because i don't think there's like a burrito machine that's like i mean there probably is somewhere but like whip it up like everyone everything is handcrafted to a certain degree you know yeah but it just sounds better uh handcrafted cocktail as opposed to okay maybe you know bourbon street you're pulling down the lever of the frozen margarita machine okay well then every cocktail that's not that is handcrafted you know yeah your your gin and tonic it's a handcrafted gin and tonic at your dive bar yeah but you know tom tom handcrafted like it just yeah it's enough (laughs) cell factor but really it doesn't mean anything different than your dive bar cocktail totally except for when we get to uh uh, prodiuman when he is actually making handcrafted cocktails with herb infused ice cubes that when they melt your cocktail constantly has has a new flavor and it's changing flavors i'm like that was actually kind of cool. I want to do that. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to him. Um, start. They, the, then they really kick off with the real star of the show, Aparna. Yes. I mean, she's just like the breakaway, like, great casting. I mean, you're like... You're going to hate her. Yeah. You're going to love her for it. Yeah, we're already, you know, only into up two episodes and I have to say like I hated her but I I love her just like Sarah said like I there's I don't know she's a nightmare that Seema the matchmaker said literally she's a nightmare she's horrible she's so negative everything but that's what makes great TV yes so she literally comes on and she's talking with her friends and stuff that are married. And they're like, well, I was with my husband. She's like, Ugh. seems like you're always with your husband. They're like, well, yeah, we're married. She's like, Ugh. 
so when marriage is she's like I want to be able to get away from my husband she's like god she's like <laughs> and then she's like she hates sports which is fine a lot of women hate sports so you don't have to share that but then you know Seema's like well what's important to you you know like sense of humor doesn't everybody always say sense of humor um, if they're not leading with looks because they're trying to sound like not so shallow they'll be like either intelligence or sense of humor isn't that pretty much what either you know somebody says if they're not talking about like looks or attraction she's like no I really don't care about sense of humor I actually hate comedy um, I've dated a funny man before I don't like when guys try to be funny yeah I- I'm not interested in sense of humor and I'm like who says that <laughs> classic yeah I'm like no I I actually don't want anyone with a sense of humor and she's like and I need someone that's you know well traveled and you know I've been to 40 countries and I need to go more and like I I was dating this guy and I was like oh my god I can't wait to go to Bolivia and see the flamingos and then he didn't even know what I was talking about I was like what are you saying you don't even know where the salt flats are in Bolivia and she's like who are you? Gross. Don, I can't date you. I'm like, yeah, because that's actually really common knowledge. I mean, I actually knew the Salt Flats because I wanted to go there one time when I thought um, I wanted to go to the Dead Sea where you went, Salt Lake, and get in that sea and see if it helped my skin. But I did look up the Salt Flats in Bolivia at one point in my life. But normally, who would know that shit? Come on. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Did Chad? <laughs> no. I uh, Chad was like in and out he was like well this is interesting and then like walking around i mean yeah okay um so siva thinks she's you know negative demanding clueless she doesn't cook but it was like well yeah she is all those things and that's what makes great tv i mean here's the thing yeah like she like some of the things she was saying like i was sitting there and i was like making faces at the tv i'm like who like what does she offer her partner like that was like my first question it's like okay like what like she had like such a sour puss on her face like the entire time and it's like just because you're ambitious like that doesn't cancel out all of these other things that you're saying like you're literally like so unlikable like what why like what is someone going like how is someone going to fit into your life like when you aren't even happy with yourself um yeah i truly i truly think that's the issue that we're dealing with i think she needs to break free from her mom and like there's like a lot of stuff going on there but um yeah, yeah, like it was just, like, just it was just like rolling. yeah, just watching it all. But then you know the other part of me was like, I appreciated that like she admitted that she doesn't cook. Refreshing. I liked yeah. that she said she doesn't like comedy. Like yeah, sometimes it is like you do feel like uh, you know you can't laugh at the comedy show because like you don't think it's fun. Like it, I, I get that. I get like that anxiety that you feel. But um, she just came off so like. Yeah, I, I, I took that as differently than because yeah, sometimes I don't laugh at a lot of comedy for sure because I just think it's dumb or it doesn't make. So when it, I do laugh a lot, I'm like they're great. But when she literally said she doesn't care about sense of humor, I'm like, well, that's a little different than like not liking to go to comedy shows or not wanting like the funny man that not wanting to marry Bo. Basically, I understand that. I mean, yeah, I don't want to marry the class clown. Ooh. Yeah. My rainbow suspenders. <laughs> yeah, look at I'm wearing overalls as a grown man. Isn't that funny and random? Like she would oh my god, she would have lose colorful it. cartoon character leg tattoos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
No, got that. I appreciated the uh, uh, planning of her 55-minute dates with the, like, well, go to this place at 8.30, and I know they start to wrap up at 9.45, so I can't possibly really be on a date longer than an hour. <laughs> like, that's smart. Yeah, she um, she's very in control. You know, she likes to plan everything, which, I mean, I feel like me and you can relate to that. Like, we, we like to plan, too. So, yes, that there were little parts of her that I was like, okay, I get you. You know, like, I, I, I get it. Um, she's so unlikable. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I if I was being filmed, I wouldn't let all of that hang out. Like, I may let a couple of things slip. So then the 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 plant the matchmaker was like, I'm not sure about that, Holly. Like, some things are not adding up. But I mean, this girl just was like, Here I yeah. am. Find me someone. It's your job. You know. She literally says in episode two, she's like, Find me a husband. Obviously, you can't do it. Yeah, she's like, wow. Do you have anything to bring to the table besides like demands and anger and negativity and like it's crazy. I mean, we'll get into her date, but this is just the introduction. Well, and I, so I like I I've met people like her before that literally feel like their success of you know putting themselves through school and like you know obtaining a job is literally a character like a character trait, and it's like. That's really, like, there's much more, like, that's great. That is amazing. Like, if that's what you want to do, like, good for you. Like, be happy, have fun, cool. But she's clearly not happy. It's like, dude, like, there's so much more. Like, there's so much more out there for you if you just relax and, like, figure out what you really want. Yeah, she's got a really big checklist. And it, like, literally has to read, like, a resume. Like, there's no room for... No. flexibility there no and like and when she does talk about flexibility she's like i guess i could like deal with like i can you know accept a couple of little things but not much like she's a bitch even about that you know it's like oh my god i mean i was actually surprised about well, do we want to talk about her date and then go into the other people or do we want to get to the dates after i don't know like let's just keep it let's just keep it light and try to not do it like we do vanderpump rules because i no, i can yeah. I took notes like Vanderpump Rules and I could see, I, I literally could talk about every little thing. Like that's, so I don't know how to do it. Yeah, no, I mean, lightly, because I don't, I don't have much, but I mean, I guess if we're talking about her. Yeah, let's, so let's, she goes, let's go to their date. So, well, let's, let's talk about how, let's, well, let's just start with her. How about we start with her? So, yeah. um, basically the matchmaker presents to the families, um, and you know the 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 matcher and says you know um here's the people who i've selected for you and for her she only selected one person and i love that i love that she said she was like i I did that because like she will be so picky and like you know pick it apart And i thought that was such a brilliant move but i mean how would you feel if you watched it back and you saw like all the beautiful choices that the other people got i know and they did and yes and then she's like here yeah, so we'll she hands this. so she hands she hands over um what what did she call it again? You mentioned it earlier. Like the little piece of paper, her like module or something, what was it called? Like like the the stats she called or the bio whatever. Bio she, data, bio yeah. data. Okay. Yeah. So basically she hands this like printed piece of paper, like a Xerox copy of, you know, there's like a profile picture and then there's like 
general stats. So each person can get to know each other before the date. And, you know, um, and as like they're reading it, it kind of highlights words for each person, like, you know, that you think are important. So like jumping ahead, but one of the girls is tall. So she wants to make sure that her date is taller than her. So like they went right to that to show us, you know, oh, he's taller. Um, So for her, I thought it was hilarious. Like, the guy was a podcaster, first of all, which I was LOLing at. Um, yeah. He was a surfer, a snowboarder. Um, he liked it, he. They mentioned comedy, which she like immediately like cringed. Um, I see comedy and her mom eye rolled. She's like, she doesn't like comedy. Yeah, she's not gonna <laughs> like this. She's not gonna like it. Um, and I thought she did like a little bit better with the. I mean. I expected her to like storm off because it was borderline insulting the person that she picked for her. I thought like on paper, I was like, this is like, they're clearly setting her up. And did you notice that, um, that like also, in- he's seven years older, which is unacceptable. She can only date 32 to 37. Yes. Two years younger, two years older, or a, a little bit older, you know? Yeah. Four years. Seven was yeah. way too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. So um, we'll just skip ahead to the date. So she ends up going out on the date with this guy. Oh, um, but again, this is like a different setup. Also, he had to meet the meet her parents first, meet the mom first. And her sister and brother-in-law, who was like this white dorky guy, which I, I got a kick out of. Um, her sister seemed laid back. Her mom is definitely not. She's you know as she said well my mom's my best friend as a lot of people say she's like no but like literally i would pick her as a friend i'm like yes we can see that um but do um, you but do you notice like that there's like a different dynamic between her and her mom versus her and the other daughter like mm-hmm. i like that that daughter is the mom's not as proud of her the mom is like all the mom's hopes and dreams are 100% in aperna like they mm-hmm. that's she's she's got her all of her eggs over there yeah so the guy comes in um, with the matchmaker, and I mean, like I was sweating. I was like, "This is so uncomfortable." But he did really good, and you could tell that that's where his strength lied. You know, and that he was like a pretty good public speaker. He was able to kind of, you know, get in there and, you know, yeah, crack it was really some conversational jokes. and like, like that. yeah, and really good at like she said. And I, you know what? I appreciated that she pointed out his strengths because. Um, I thought she was going to be, like, rude to his face, but I liked that she was able to find the good parts of him, and I appreciated that because, um, yeah. you know, she she right away said, like, I, I thought it was cool that he was able to put my family at ease, and then when even when she's on the date, she's like, I wasn't good at this, and he was kind about it, so she was actually more gracious than I thought, and I ended up feeling, like, a little sorry for her towards the end of the date, but... Um, yeah, it was rough. It was, like, super rough and uncomfortable. Yeah, I was surprised, too, with the date. Like, first of all, I thought, so, you guys, he came from San Diego, and she's in Houston. So he came from San Diego to Houston to meet the family, the sisters, blah, blah, blah. But he was very at ease, laid back, conversational, talked about he loves extreme sports. So right away, her mom chimes in. She's like, well, Aparna hates sports. And, she, and then her mom actually said, it would be hard for Aparna to be with someone so laid back. It would actually bother her. Like, it would bother her that someone's laid back. Like, wow. But 
I was shocked and surprised when they did go on their date. First of all, when they went on an axe throwing date and then they're drinking out of like red solo cups, I thought this chick's going to freak. She does not want to do anything like athletic or anything like fun. And then she's going to judge the solo cup thing, but she rolled with it and she seemed to be able to relax and chill. So it's like he balanced her out a little bit. Yeah, I I was like I thought this is a freaking disaster and like knowing how the axe throwing like they they were kind of commenting it on the date like but it's actually like socially very um um like I I I consider myself super super social and I don't mind crowds and stuff like that but it made me have anxiety cuz there's like so many people crowded around there's these freaking axes being thrown it's hot there you can't really hear each other like it's it's kind of like a a lot like it's like way more intense than bowling you know it's like I I don't know it's like almost yeah. like going to like a gun range or something you know it's like that's it, fun and you're sure. you're doing like an activity but also like like it makes you look stupid because you don't know how to do it at first and it's just like a lot of things going on so I thought she did really well and I thought he did really well too I was like oh my god like maybe this matchmaker did know what she was doing but then they kind of balanced each other out yeah yeah. and then they go and they you know grab a bite to eat or whatever they're doing and that's when they like kind of started conversating and this is when like I like was kind of agreeing with her I they just totally had different um you know lifestyle choices that they had made for the course of their life and he basically was saying he he doesn't want to have a plan like that's how he's living his life and that's where he finds his freedom and his happiness and to her that is like such a foreign you know thing and that's not where she finds her happiness so that wasn't gonna work so um I thought it was like it was kind of cool because you could clearly see like you know it's that's just not what yeah. each of them wants. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with either lifestyle. Yeah. First, she seemed impressed by, because she's trying to figure out what he did. And he's like, well, I've written books. I'm a keynote speaker. She's like, oh, so you have some real expertise and knowledge in whatever it is you do. And he's like, yeah. But then he just killed it by saying, he's like, you know, honestly, I really don't know where my future's going. I might no, do this, I thought I she was. I thought she was like a borderline insulting on that part because when she said that, she was like, so you're an expertise in um, in motivating people to work. Huh? Like I, I felt like she was because like the whole premise of podcasting, like sometimes people get a bad name when they um, like if if you and I were to start a podcast where we were like, we are the experts in Excel spreadsheets. Listen to this podcast if you want to learn everything about Excel spreadsheets. We probably aren't experts, but you're going to sell it as you are. And I felt like she was calling him out saying like, so you are doing motivational speaking and touring around doing podcasts and writing books on being successful, but you actually like have no ambition. Like I thought, I thought that's what she was saying. Yeah, um, no and, ambition, no drive, and then she's like, "That's a no go." She's like, "I'll talk to you never." <laughs> yeah, and um, and you know what? And I appreciated he he heard that and he took it and he just kind of let it like roll off and he was like, "This is the path that I've chosen where I can do what I want." And there is such freedom in that. And I think that if she was able to let go a little bit, she could find some of that too and find so much happiness because you know like she is so successful you could like relax a little bit too I don't know yeah so they end the date and she uh, Aparna goes back to her house and the matchmaker's there and she 
said she just doesn't really like jolly guys and also it was you know his lack of ambition and drive and then the mom chimes in and no more 41 year olds it's too old but she's like just find me a husband okay just do your job (laughs) yeah and the the um you can just tell like um I mean, we'll get to the other girl later, but, like, the matchmaker's energy when she is with um, Aparna and her family, like, it's kind of like she is on guard, you know, like, she, um, there's just, like, like, she's not comfortable, and you can tell, like, that she's not great, like, she's not um, grateful for, like, any of the work that's being done for her, and then on the flip side, there's another, you know, girl who's going on dates, and, like, she's so different, and she's being treated differently, so it's, like, I just wonder if she's watched it back and been, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is a huge eye-opener, or if she's cool with how she acted, or it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Nadia, or? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about Nadia. So Nadia is the other girl that they feature the first two episodes, and she is super sweet, super nice, a dancer, a wedding planner, super beautiful. What's interesting is, so she's in New Jersey, but her family is from Guyana, but they're originally from India. There's a big uh, migration from India to Guyana, so it's a different continent. But she said because of that, there's some bias when, you know, traditional Indian marriages, they want someone from India, whereas, you know, it's her ancestors that are from India, but she grew up in Guyana or her parents grew up in Guyana. So it's it's this weird, like, you know, kind of discrimination she feels. So the matchmaker's trying to find her someone that's accepting of that or also perhaps Guyanese slash Indian. So she does a good job of that. She gives her three really good choices. Um, my instant pick was the second one, Vinay. I was like, oh, this one, this one. But instead she chooses the third guy, which I just, she just said, oh, there's just something about him, his face. I just connect with them. And so she chooses him and they go on their date. He ends up looking totally different than I thought his picture, maybe because he was like clean shaven. Yeah. Um, he's like a what is that doctor of law six one he oh so they're clearly at brunch um, so she orders a mimosa and he's like can I just have an orange juice he's like well I don't drink he's like I mean it's fine I guess if she has a mimosa but he's super awkward and he's just she asks him questions you know the the Michaela 20 questions you know mm-hmm. she's, she's trying really hard and he just answers so PC and boring and awkwardly and if, at one point she makes a joke like she's like oh is that your PC answer and he goes no not really no he's just like Ugh, kind of a dud yeah I mean, the, the best part of their date was what she fucking ordered that looks so delicious it was like this eggs benedict with bacon I don't know if there's like plantains or something but I'm like I ended up taking a picture of it. I'll post it in the Facebook group. I'm like, I want to go to that restaurant. It looks so good. Made me really hungry, but maybe because I've been eating air all day. Yeah. Yesterday and today. So I'm on that air diet. So maybe I'm just hungry. Or just like, <laughs> just seeing like a mimosa and an orange juice delivered to the table was just like enough to be like, oh, remember that? Like restaurants. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's not like you can DoorDash eggs Benedict because, like, that's that's the kind of shit you can't. You have to have it there. Yeah. Fortunately, when I was at the casino, I did have it there. Like, I had my steak, and then I had the eggs Benedict the next morning because that's the stuff you have to order in the restaurant. It's just not the same. So you can't get, like, a Mastro steak DoorDashed and get it an hour and a half later. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work. work like that. It doesn't work. Yeah. So they have an awkward date, and it doesn't really... You know. But I get yeah, I, and I also just want to talk about her mom compared to the other girl's mom. Like, her mom is just like so warm and just so like kind of like hanging on up. her on her every word. Like, so what are you gonna wear? Like, what are you gonna do? Tell me everything that ha-. like just so sweet and like truly like letting her have the experience and like watching her daughter's life unfold versus you know the other mom that is kind of like oh you don't like that telling her what she doesn't like and and kind of furthering her snobbiness you know what I mean so I, I just the mo- yeah. the differences in the mobs and the differences in the way that they speak to the matchmaker and even the men you know it's like it, it, they're really I mean I, I really think that she's gonna find you know a, a good match because she seems really ready like for the whole experience well, I really loved then. So then she went on the, with the date. Seema said, I'm picking Vinay for you, who was my original pick. Um, that just seemed, they just looked compatible. They yeah. looked more, you know, and he's in, in like Boston. She's in Jersey. Um, he was right off the bat, super personable, not awkward, really chill. Didn't care about, you know, that she was Guyanese and, um, I don't know. And then w- when they ordered food, he's like, well, actually, I'm a vegan. She's like, oh, do you care if I order? But he's like, no, knock yourself out. He's like, I just, I'm just trying this. He's like, not for a particular reason. He's like, I'm just curious. You know, there's so many documentaries now about vegan and like Tom Brady and the Game Changer. So it's like, he, and he's like the CFO of a fitness chain. So that makes sense. He just wants to check it out super not judgmental and then they bond over they both hate ketchup and then that made me bond with them because I don't like ketchup either so I'm really rooting for them and then he was funny too because his name's Vinay but he goes by Vinny so he's like oh yeah when people call me and they're like oh you're Vinny from New York oh you must be you know Italian and he's like "Mm, yeah no but I don't know I just liked him and they had such good rapport yeah I me too um I was a little worried. I was a little worried. I, I like my only like things that I noticed like in the beginning I was worried that he thought he was like a little cooler than she was but then I felt like as the date went on and like they vibed together then I think he li- really liked her I liked that he got her number after and he went the way he hugged her at the end I thought was really cool but yeah I hope that um I hope he hangs in there and they have another date and they keep trying for sure yeah and we'll wrap up the the whole thing with the a face reader guide. Then we can wrap up all three of them. That's perfect. But yeah. we'll can move on to the the last person they featured. Oh, so Pradumam. I'm so glad you said that instead correctly. of me. Okay. So my first instinct was Metro Man dresses like Jacks, tight shirts, unbuttoned too far. And then when he's introducing himself, he's obviously like comes from a well-off family. He's like, I just love jewels, travel, cooking, all the finer things. And all I kept, and then he's like, oh, I just can't commit to a woman. And his family's like, we've had 150 offers of marriage for him. We, we only bothered to meet with three or four, but no, 
no. And I'm like, it's, I'm sorry, it's just screaming to me. He's not going to commit. He's going to get married because he has to, um, to, uh, you know, appease his family. I've been watching enough 90 Day Fiance, and it's very important. But I, I think he's gay. Um, I, my first impression of him was like, like a, I would say he's extra. Like, yeah, you said, like, he, like, I, I thought it was. I mean, who doesn't like the finer things in life? And not everyone is a, is able to live that life and walk around like that. So the way that he was doing that was a little gross. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. dude. Like, um, and and then like the other comment I would make is like, I wouldn't want to be his wife. Like, I would never want to be that type of woman. That that's just not like, like now I sound like a perna, but I would never want to like have to deal with that type of arrogance you know what i mean or just that oh, ego yeah. and like like, like he's no gonna... one measures up and he even said he's like well looks are most important and that's fine he owns it but like yeah just no one will measure up i just can't find someone smart enough beautiful enough talented enough accomplished enough educated enough it was just like who are you yeah like i'm sorry but like you like i i'm not seeing like anything he has to offer that i would be like gosh, I wish that my husband was more like that or something. You know what I mean? Like there was like, just like kind of like how Aperna thought she was offering. She has so much to offer. It's like when you act like that, it like diminishes everything that like is likable about you. You like completely wipe it out and his arrogance and the way that he was acting, like his stupid closet and like his, his house was tacky. It's like, you're, it's not even that great, dude. You need to calm down. Like if you like dropped the ego, you would be so much more attractive. Oh my God. Like he's, he is an attractive guy, but the way he was acting was so repulsive. And, um, yeah, he was like, he has like the Lisa Vanderpump closet. And then it's like, these are all my suits and just like hundreds of exact same thing on a hanger. Yeah. Like to me. And Seema's like, well, where will your wife's clothes be? He's like, oh, everyone, I don't know. Everyone says that. <laughs> yeah, so that I think he's just, I think he's his criteria. I think he's he's got so many checklists that he's checking himself out of the market because he doesn't really want to be with a woman. I think he wants to be with a man, but he can't for their culture. I also, um, yeah, I also think that like, I don't know, I follow like a couple of couples where I feel like I could identify the the man being like this guy. And I feel like what he's going to need is someone who can like elevate his status, which she just stands there and looks pretty and then praises him. And he gets off on that. That's going to have to be. Would have to be like a Miss India or like, like, it could like be they like a Bollywood actor. Yes. Like, like he will see, he'll see it as like a second brand to promote. Like he's his own brand. And then yeah. as a married couple, they are a brand and, and then he'll be good with that. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's going to have to be glamorous, but the girl's going to have to be like, thank you so much for doing, for taking me to dinner, honey. You know, and he's gonna be like, you're welcome. You know, like he's like, do like, it's like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, yeah. Like she has to be accomplished, but not too accomplished. Like if she was like a famous actress over there, she would over shadow him and he yes. wouldn't stand for that but if she was like you know a pageant queen perhaps yes. that that was her one glory that he could like show everyone but then she's done right then yeah now he's going to shine like like yeah he just wants the the arm piece so he doesn't go on a date yet i guess that will be in the future but they instead you they know it's gonna be he, it's gonna be a disaster i don't i, I can't wait to see how that goes yeah. 
he meets up with his friends and they're all married and so they talk to their wives and you know one of the his best friend's wife is like oh we just need him off the market she's like he keeps pulling at my husband let's go party let's go on this trip boys trip boys trip you know kind of like a jacks again he's like, yeah i, th- I thought jacks. i felt like even the way they set up that scene like no one else got a scene like that on this show but for him it shows him pulling up it shows the cocktails being swished the nightlife that he has you know his friends that like he's the focal point of his friends like it was just such a setup and then the ending you know talking about like are you ever going to go on a date you need to do this um it was just such uh, like they're setting us up for just a swirling disaster, you know. Yeah, for sure. But I'm here for it. So but yeah, it, it'll it'll be fun. It'll be and fun then to watch. my favorite part of episode one and two, 100. I absolutely have to get. I I, I want to face reading. Me too. That's what I put. I'm like uh, my last line of all my notes in bold and caps. I want my face read. Yeah, I was like, this is so cool. And it was right. I mean, with Pradumum, he was like, he's stubborn and arrogant, but will marry next year. Beautiful, smart, talented woman from the north. I'm like, yeah. And you know, and so he's going to be successful. Like he's going to, and they're going to be successful and happy. Like, of course they are. Yeah. But he was spot on with Aparna. He's like, <laughs> she's stubborn, wants a subservient man. Someone to adore she, her. She will be in control. I'm like, and she's negative. And then with Nadia, and well, wait, and he, and he said like he's like she he's like even if she slaps him, he'll still stay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that was amazing. Because she will. She will. She'd be like, "What did you say? You want to watch sports?" <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. And then with Nadia, so. she said that she's going to have twins, which that was exciting. Um, but yeah, the, it was just that I loved the face reader. It was so interesting. He was so spot on. And it was like, I need more info on that. Like, can, yeah, can I'm I get way more into that than those people on these shows we've seen where they like look at a cup of coffee and like see your face or something and read your It was so from- different. It was so raw. And like his, his office is all dirty. Like it was <laughs> great. It was great. I was like, that is the type of place I want to go to. It was like when, um, you see you pray love. No. She goes from, oh, you never saw that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's funny. She goes and meets with the guru, and, and he's like, he tells her what to do, and then she comes back like six months later thinking he'll remember her, and uh, it, I don't know. It's just funny. It just kind of reminded me a little bit of that. I can't. Why haven't you seen that movie? It's fantastic. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a good book, too. It's one of the few books I've, I've written. <laughs> um, <laughs> since high school but uh you did get me to read the trilogy of you know the hunger games so there's that oh my god i love the hunger games oh yeah i got really nostalgic because on randall and lala's podcast they were talking oh so they were in you know puerto rico then they went to an island off florida and then they went to camp highlander in the blue ridge mountains in north carolina with their kids and blah 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 but they were doing archery and i was like oh i want to do that i mean you you really you really rocked the katniss braid like better than anyone that i know (laughs) i'm serious you really nailed it like i i tried to do it and like it didn't look as cute on me as it did on you 
Um, we're gonna get that group on too for in Silicon yes! Valley at Brookhurst. So like we still get I a... still I still drive by that place and I look at it longingly. I, like there there's like a reptile place right next to it and I'm like, ew and then I see the archery place and I'm like, dang it, man. And there used to be a check cashing place when I first moved to oh. California and I lived in Fountain Valley and I'm like I would go to the check cashing place. I was telling Ronnie about check cashing places. I was like, Mommy <laughs> used to go there a lot. <laughs> She's like, what or, is it, mommy? <laughs> or, or the cash advance, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's like a payphone, Ronnie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does she know what a payphone is? I show her. Every time I see one, I'm like, look, there's a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you see them? There's, you know what? When we were up in LA doing her audition, there was a bunch of them, but they're missing the phone. Like the receiver yeah. is gone. Yeah. Like at the airport, the, all the receivers are gone. Yeah. It's so sad. <laughs> London still has them. They have the Remember how nasty right? they would be? Like, like if you went on oh. one in LA, like on the street, it's like you'd have to hold it like a foot away from your face. Uh-huh. Like, yes. hashtag coronavirus on that thing. Or trying to figure out, like, I remember being 17 in Europe and I had to call my p- parents. Well, they oh, were an international us. call. Oh my God. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what it was. Zero one, zero one, one, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And that's also code. at the time using a calling card so then you got to put in those hundred numbers yeah oh my god calling cards people don't even know they do not they have no idea how hard it was yeah it was insane it was like it was like a hundred numbers okay like when i first started traveling for work there was before i had a cell phone and i would have to stop because if i called a company to get directions because i didn't have a gps they didn't have they didn't exist I had to call, but they'd always give you directions like from the airport. But if I was going from one customer to another, they're not giving me those directions. So I finally figured out MapQuest. That's why I'm still a huge MapQuest user, <laughs> printer, because <laughs> you never know when you're going to lose GPS, like, you know, in the Hollywood Hills. Um, but anyway, so I would have to pull over, but I'd be in the Northeast, um, and so it would always be snowy, and i have to go to payphone, but then there'd be like a snowbank around the payphone, and then sometimes the buttons would be frozen so and i had to wear nylons at the time and heels so be in nylons and heels climb through a snowbank punch these numbers to unfreeze them call with a calling card on the payphone freezing can you give me directions from so fuck it you know what yeah we had it hard yeah we yeah the 1950s were really difficult Oh my gosh! Okay, so everybody, I hope you guys have the best. No, I week. have to ask you a question because oh. last week we were talking about me breaking a hip. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, I, someone said this to me, and I laughed. I thought it was funny, and then I go, "That's rude." But I laughed, saying, "That's rude," kind of like you know, ha, 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 I can laugh it off. I can make fun of myself, like breaking a hip, like when yeah. we were talking about it. Yeah. Then I asked Julia, and then Julia asked her administrator at work, and they were like. <gasps> That's horrible. So someone was talking about oh, this little TMI for those of you that want to tune out. Um, you know, the womanly monthly situation, uh-huh. yeah. right? And someone was saying something about me and I was talking about it. And, the, and this person goes, and let's just say it's the same person that caused me to sleepwalk. Okay. 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 Said, oh, she still has hers? <gasps> Isn't that kind of rude? Yes. Like, like I laughed it off and I was like, oh, that's funny. But you know what? It would be funny if like you said it to me. I'm like, you don't really know you very well. Like now that I'm thinking about like, that's kind of a 
bitch statement, <laughs> but whatever. I'm over it. Like, I'm not holding on to it. I don't care. I can laugh at it. But now everyone's telling me it was mean. But okay. I just want to get your thoughts on it. You guys, let me know in the Facebook group. <laughs> Except oh. for you, Jacob, and <laughs> yeah, the other dudes, you don't have to weigh in. Oh my gosh. Speaking of that, oh, I, I guess that's going to make everyone so uncomfortable. But um, I am so over that whole, like the whole thing. Like I, right now, like I'm not feeling well and I'm probably a week out from from um you know shark week and i i don't understand like i'm literally feeling good and like at my prime weight you know like not bloated one week a month i'm sick of this like it's very annoying yeah so one of my one of my friends has like an iud and she doesn't even get her period nothing like she'll she'll tell me that she's on it like near you know when i am and but she doesn't bleed she doesn't use nothing nothing Mm. Okay, um, that's really... I'm sorry, you guys, that was... Well, speaking of that fantastic topic, um, since we addressed it, then why don't you all leave us five stars and tell us how important our messaging is and making you feel like a normal person because we're right there with you. So leave us five stars on iTunes, please. Great review would be great. Or feel free to email us, VanderpumpRulesParty at gmail.com if you want to leave us a voicemail, 805-VANDER8. If you want us to play your voicemail on the air, we will do so. Or follow us on Instagram. Sarah is at Pumpers Nation, as in, you know, Vander Pumpers, but Pumpers Nation on Instagram and Twitter. And the podcast is Vander Pump Rolls Party on Instagram and VPR Party Podcast on Twitter. Yes. And everybody have the best week. We'll be back. Um, oh my gosh, Selling Sunset is coming out on Friday. I'm so excited. We'll continue watching Indian Matchmaker. Um, um, Sarah might surprise you guys with a couple of little, you know, blips talking about something cool. Well, I'm about to go on a big road trip and I want to podcast while I'm on the road trip or at my destination or on my way back from the road trip. But we have to anyways. Um, so we will be back. We will not be having the long hiatus um, as we you know missed last week, but uh, we'll be back soon and talking about we're going to continue on with this but we'll be talking about other things too yeah boy cool thanks Um, guys okay bye everybody bye